Okay, welcome to another episode of the new Grown and Opinionated. Um, this week, we're going to get back into some kind of deep stuff, I promise. The the BS is coming. The ratchet stuff is coming. It's just nothing has really been happening this week um, other than this blindside guy, which I'll talk about later. This week, I just wanted to discuss um, two things. Words um, and the meaning and the use of words and co-parenting with narcissists. So the whole thing about the narcissist, I guess I'm going out of order, but the whole thing about the narcissist, it really, um, watching the podcast with Carla, which I highly recommend that you guys check it out. Um, they're pretty old, the ones that I'm watching, but they're really good. And she goes through, she's discussing her new life and co-parenting and things like that. Um, she went into this whole thing about what actually a narcissist is. And I think that sometimes we just think if somebody doesn't do some one thing or they seem selfish, then they're a narcissist. And it's really not that. It's more extreme. Like, they just don't have any compassion. They're unable to care about anybody else but themselves. And it's a lot of behavior that goes with that. So she goes into that um, a lot. And, I mean, I guess I'll get more into my life and everything. Because while I admire people who are vulnerable, and I love that. I love when people are vulnerable and tell their stories. I love it. One of my, my best, one of my best friends... Uh, when I first met her, and she was telling me, that's one of the things that really, she was telling me her life story and growing up, and she just was telling me her story, like, matter-of-factly, and I just really admired that about her, and I think that's one of the things that made us really close. I'm not there yet. Not completely. I'm working on it, but I'm really not there, but uh, I am in a I don't know if you would call this co-parenting, but I'm divorced. I have kids and they have a dad. So we'll leave it at that. Um, and uh, not like to bash him or anything about this because it's shit I can bash him about, but I'm not going to bash him about being a narcissist. But he does exhibit a lot of those behavior. He's just completely void of any compassion or care about anyone else. And it's so it's really hard dealing with him and with that. Um, and one of the things like during a podcast she was talking about, but not that I don't want to say like I'm some professional therapist or something like that because I'm definitely not. So I'm not saying that. She had a professional therapist on there. But one of the things I knew early on, based solely on experience with um, my ex-husband, was that everything needed to have a third party involved and it needed to be in writing because he was never going to honor any agreement that he made it really didn't matter. Even like for our child support um, uh, payments, when he left, I said, look, how much you wanna, can you afford to give me for the kids? He told me amount. I said, I accept it. We're done. Um, then it was like, well, I'm not going to give you that amount or I changed my mind. And it was all of these other things. So it wasn't an issue of, and they're really good. It wasn't an issue of me being difficult 
it was that he was never going to honor it anyway. And they're really good at that. They are really good at convincing you that it's your fault. And so if you make an agreement with one of them, they may say, with a narcissist, they may say, okay, I agree to that. And then when you go to enforce the agreement, they're like, wait, why are you asking me for the money? Or um, now I'm not going to give it to you because now you're asking me. And it's all BS, but they're really good at convincing you that, well, if you would just not ask me for the money I said I was going to give you, do everything I want you to do. And if I, and then they'll leave out the part that if they feel like it, they'll do it, then I'll give it to you. And then you, you, you like, okay, let me just do these things so I can just get the end result. And you do all those, and they like, well, no, I just don't feel like giving it to you. So you're never going to win a battle with them. Um, and I, I highly recommend you don't try to go at it alone. You need a third person involved. Not that it's going to make them do the right thing, but it will protect your sanity because when it comes down to it, if he says on Monday, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and y'all agree that on Monday he's going to do X, Y, Z, but then he doesn't do it. If there's a third person involved, then that third person can say, yes, um, you agreed to do X, Y, Z on Monday and you failed to do it. And in that way, you're not like, oh my God, you don't have to deal with the games or anything. So the therapist, again, I highly recommend y'all watch the Pivot with a purpose podcast with Carla. Um, I'm just feeling her crazy like these past two weeks. But he says, like, you need to go to court. If you're co-parenting with a narcissist, number one, you got to go to court. Everything has to be in right. It has to be a third party. Um, so, you know, that's where I'm at. But there's other parts of that because that's just one part of it. And anybody who knows me knows that. I've had my ex on child support sometimes while I was with him, sometimes when I was, like, I just always had him on because it was always this. It, the The man was always, had these problems, whatever. Um, But it's not like they're going to pay just because you get the order or they're going to go by the order, but at least you have something there. So you're not in this constant battle with them. And you have to remember that most narcissists are energy vampires. If you haven't, um, an energy vampire is like someone who gets their life supply by draining the energy of other people. Um, I tell everybody when I try to explain energy vampires, you must watch what we do in the shadows on FX. They have an episode Well, one of the vampires there is a, um, is a energy vampire and he walks around in a day and everything, but they show one episode and it's all about him and how he goes like throughout life, sucking out the life of people and their energy and doing certain things. It's exactly like that. So they need your energy and the more energy you feed them, the more they feel better about themselves and it boosts them up. And it, you know, until they really full, um, even with my ex, like he'll, contact me and he'll start some BS. And if I engage, once he's full on that supply, he'll say, okay, I'm blocking you now. I don't want to talk anymore. And it's like, you know, you get involved in this conversation or this back and forth because you, you're trying to resolve an issue about the children. And all he's trying to do is just get himself full of your energy and suck it out. So, Please avoid going down those paths with them. It's just never going to work. 
So the court order is number one. You got to go to court. You got to get a court order that clearly defines and spells out certain things. But of course, you're still going to have to discuss certain um, other things with them because it doesn't cover a court order is never going to encompass everything. Um, Like, for example, uh, last night I had an issue with my ex and I've been having this issue where he I guess he's looking for his uh, fill of energy and he called my son and my son said, you know, I'll call you back later. Um, Like he was busy. I'll call you back later. And so my ex refused to accept that. Well, what are you doing? Well, why can't you talk to me now? And he's like, can I just call you back later? And so something happened. I don't know if the call dropped or hung up or whatever happened. And so I'm like, okay, that put an end to that. And then he calls right back. And he's like, dad, I asked, like, I'm going to call you back later before I go to bed. Well, what are you doing? Where is your sister? Uh, what is she doing? And he just wanted to continue to engage, even though my son was clearly saying he didn't feel like engaging at that time. And he would not stop. So then he goes to, well, ask your mother if she blah, blah, blah. And so, of course, I and I hate to be, I, well, I don't hate to be that person because I am that person. And it's for the best interest of my children. But I kind of supervise their conversations um, because my ex is... He's just an asshole sometimes, and he's a narcissist. And, like, he does, and he says stuff that's inappropriate. So I just like to, I'm always around and with an earshot so I can hear what's going on. And so my, um, I heard him. I said, listen, please do not use the kids as a go-between. It's inappropriate. He, um, if you have anything to say, you have an email, you can contact me, but please do not. All I'm asking him is to ask you the, if you got my email. And it, and it was like, so I didn't respond. Um, I took a breath. I'm like, okay. And he's, he has told you numerous times that he's he just doesn't feel like talking right now and that he will call you back later. My son, it wasn't that he didn't feel like talking to him. He was doing something else. We were, um, I we had just... Um, met up that I had a long day yesterday, so we didn't see each other until later. And during that time, we talk and we all laugh and go through our day. And he was in the middle of that. And he just, you know, he was doing that. And you refuse to hang up. Well, if I'm asking him a question, so then I had to bang on him. Um, I had to hang up because I'm like, this is never, like, it's no longer about our kid. It's no longer about whether he's, he is like, he's demanding that even though you don't want to do this, you're going to do it. So after we um, hung up, I, I explained to my son, I'm like, listen, you know, sometimes you're going to have to enforce your boundaries with your dad because he, like in this situation, he wasn't respecting the fact that you told him you did not feel like talking right now and that you would call him later. So in those situations, once you say it, and if he continues to go on, you bang on him. And he was like, well, what is that? So I told him, like, just hang up because he's never. And this is one of the things. And I've had conversations with my therapist who also had did um, couple couple counseling with me and my ex. So she's familiar with him. And she sent me articles and she told me, like, you know, he is a narcissist and you're going to have difficulty trying to co-parent with him. But these are one of so now I know that 
me explaining to my ex why this is inappropriate, why he should have stopped, why he is it, is it, it's, it's worthless and it's feeding him because then he's going to get my energy of me having these conversations with him. So now I have to shift this. So when you're co-parenting with a narcissist, and I hate to say it, a lot of it is really going to be with the kids. So now I have to shift a conversation that you would normally have with the other parent. I had to shift it to my kid and like, listen, you have to honor your boundaries. If And it's so funny. I'm wearing a shirt right now that says honor your boundaries. Oh. But you have to honor your bad boundaries. If someone's doing something that you, you don't like or you don't want to engage in it, you have to be vocal about that. Use your words and say it. And then if they're not respecting that, you have to do take some action. Remove yourself. Hang up. Do whatever. And, and we had that conversation. He was like, yeah, he does that a lot, which he does. He knows that we go to bed um, pretty early around here. He'll call at 9 o'clock. Um, and the kids are like, hey, you know, we're brushing our teeth and going to bed. Okay, well, we're, and he won't, he, he, there's no hints with a narcissist. But even being direct does not stop the action. It's not like they can say, hey, we're going to bed right now. Can you call us tomorrow? And he's going to say, okay, I'll talk to you later. It's going to be, well, you could talk to me for five minutes. And what are you, and then, and so it's really it can be really, really draining. Um, but in those situations, like I have limited contact with him. Um, I had to contact him recently about some stuff and I prepared myself. Um, and I sent him an email and I told him, you know, what I had to say. And I, at the end I said, listen, any response to this email should only be to questions asked in this email. And that was it. And, of course, he sent some response. And they weren't, um, yeah, they weren't in response to the questions or anything. So what I had to do, because when you see them, and they're really hurtful, these people, because they don't have any capacity. And they, they don't have any compassion for anyone. And they think that, well, if I say something and it offends or hurts you, that's your problem. You shouldn't let it offend or hurt you. So you have to really, really protect yourself. So when I want to go look at his response, which I hate that I'm using a um, somebody else's phone and all of the messages come up, I got to change this. But it was like, okay. And then I had to breathe and say, like, what else did you expect from him or whatever? And then just let it go. Let it pass right through me. And then I just gave it no more energy. I didn't respond to it. I didn't do anything else. I just moved on. Um, which, y'all might want to try that because then after that, he sent me some money. So, <laughs> but he said, so again, these guys, these, well, not guys. I want to say people. The narcissists, they are energy vampires. They need energy. So after getting no response to his emails, he sends me some money. And then he sends me an email asking, did you get the money? I sent you the money. And then he sends me a text message, even though he blocked me and I, he doesn't want me texting him or calling him and all of this. He sends me a text message like, hey, I sent you some money. This your baby daddy if you don't <laughs> know who it is. And I didn't respond because it, it didn't warrant any response. Um if you send them money, we have a child support order, so it's clearly, and it's paid through probation, it's clearly not child support, it's for whatever, and we'll figure that out, but there's no need for me to keep engaging in that, and 
again, he's looking for some energy from me, and I'm paying him in dust. So I highly recommend that. But you might get a few dollars um, if you <laughs> follow if you follow my advice. Yeah, you never know. But then that leads me to the word part, and maybe I should have did it backwards. But the words, um, a friend and I, we were having this conversation about when people say things and how we like kind of it seems like we come to a place where we don't value words or what people say and people can just say anything and there's no repercussions there's no consequences and it's like well I didn't mean that or I it wasn't a big deal and it's like it's just the craziest things and thing now but words are so powerful they are so powerful Anybody you see, any leader, anything you see, for the most part, for the most part, unless you're in a gang or something, I don't think they sit in there um, giving sermons or using motivational speeches. They probably just be it's straight violence, I guess. I don't know. I was never in a gang. But everybody else, every other leader, every other person you see that has a big following, they're doing it strictly off of words. Awful words of what they say, how they make you feel when they say what they say, how they get you to follow. So knowing that these words are powerful, you really have to be mindful of the words you use and the words you allow other people to use and that you absorb, that you allow other people to use to you, um, towards you, I guess, is the correct one. I got Jersey City education, whatever. Um... And that they're powerful. My niece has this thing and it's like pothead. And she's like, be careful what you fill in your head up with. But it's true because if you have someone saying to you every day, you're so beautiful. You're the best person I know. You're so smart. You're so intelligent. Every single day, over and over and over and over again, you're going to start believing those things about yourself. And those are going to become part of your identity. You're going to have those in you. And those words are going to take effect and you'll start to act in a way that you think a person who was intelligent would act. And you would, it is really powerful. Now, that's the positive side of it. But then if you have someone who's saying every day, oh, you're a bad mother. Oh, um, what type of mother are you? Or things like that. And every day, oh, well, you should be doing this. At some point, those are also going to sink in. And you're going to start to believe and act according to those. So you really have to... I don't ever see someone who is a good mother or someone start to become a bad mother. But I think that you start to beat yourself up and you start to say, like, oh, I must not be this because... And it it starts to absorb. So you really got to protect yourself from that. And like I tell... I I don't want to say like I tell everybody but I tell people and I do it myself is that I don't engage in certain conversations with people that is going to be full of negative or complaints or things like that because I just don't want to absorb that shit I don't want that in me uh-uh. I don't want to talk let's turn this around and sometimes the words like people can have their own interpretation of words and they can be offended by your words. Um, and so you got to really just be careful. Like, for me, I know that I'm a really, per- not I'm really, I'm a really person. 
I'm a person who's really blunt. So sometimes when I talk, I just say stuff and um, I'm not trying to make fun or anything, but it's like really blunt and it could come off kind of Rain Man-ish, asshole-ish. But that's not my intent. So I always go in with my intent or if I have to have a difficult conversation, I kind of meditate like, you know, and say, you know, um, my intent is this. The person will receive it that way and kind of meditate. The shit don't work all the time. Don't let me gas you. Like, everybody, once I do that, everything is all well. It doesn't work all the time. But sometimes it does. And it helps me be okay with the conversation after it ends. I know, like, recently, for example, I had a conversation with someone and I said, so what? And yesterday, someone said that to me also. They like, well, you said, so what? And to me... I do say it because, I mean, like, so what? Like, so that happened. Now what? Um, I'm not trying to threaten anybody or it's nothing. I'm just asking, like, well, so what? What? Like, where are we going? What is this? What? What? And um, someone previously told me, she was like, well, it's like you trying to be sarcastic. Yo, you trying to be funny or something. I'm like, no, you made a comment that we were supposed to meet or whatever. And um, I called you and told you that I got a flat tire and I had to go get it fixed. So you said you made a statement and that was it. And so I'm asking you, so what? So, so what? And it, 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 no, it did it ever go the right way? No, absolutely not, because she was not convinced that way. But I'm like, yeah, I'm asking you, so what? Like, come on, like, what is it? Like, okay, that did happen. So what? what's the next part of it? And it went nowhere. And then yesterday someone said the same thing to me, like, oh, they made a comment. And then you said, okay, so what? And I'm like, yeah, because I want to know, like, okay, you're making this comment. What's the purpose? I guess you could, I guess the choice of words also can make a difference because maybe I could say, like, okay, I, I I understand your comment. I receive it. What is the purpose of you making this comment at this time? And then go from there. I don't think that shit going to go well either because it seems like in the majority of the situations, people are trying to be funny and they want you to eat it or say okay or apologize. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so I don't know. But the choice of words, that's what I say. Like words are powerful. They have different meanings to different people. So kind of just be mindful when you're choosing your words and when you're saying things. And even not saying things. Um, I know that. One of, on Call a Podcast, she said that she chooses silence to not say anything because she doesn't want to look crazy. She doesn't want anyone to misinterpret it. So she chooses to stay silent. Sometimes that can be a good thing because it's a, like I said, these words are powerful. So think about like, am I going to waste my words and energy on something and it's going to have no effect? I save this shit for the next day. That's that's my take on it. That's my take on it. 
But y'all can let me know what you think. Apparently, there's some way to submit questions here or whatever. Y'all better submit me some questions so I can have somebody talk to. Um, I have no clue how you do it, though. <laughs> but I am on Instagram at grown underscore and underscore opinionated. I'm on Twitter, but I think it's JMO about at JMO about. Um, but if you check the hashtag or whatever, if people, I still use hashtags. I don't know if people really use them, but whatever I do. Um, you can find me there and then this podcast and like subscribe. If that's the thing that you could do here, I always hear the YouTubers say that and then pass it along to your friends. Let me know what you think. Well, don't really let me know what you think. Um, if you like it, cool, pass it along. If you don't like it and you want, like, you like, oh, this bitch crazy, pass it along. Um, if you hate it, pass it along. Just pass it along. That's the whole point. I, right, I'm out. I'll see y'all next week.